Load up on meds, hope your body mends, hide the AIDS and just pretend. Put on the fake smile and be assured, try not to yell out a dirty word. MS, 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 so painful. MS, 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 so tired. MS, 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 so painful. MS, MS, MS. Bad gate issues can make it dangerous. We try to get out and entertain us. Stupid people think we're contagious. Family and friends. Don't want to entertain us. We are unique, like an albino. Multiple sclerosis lowers our libido. Yeah. Here's to another day. MS took away what I did best. People like to tell us we are blessed. We are unique as a snowflake then. We will fight this monster till the end. MS, 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 so painful. MS, 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 so tired. MS, 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 so painful. MS, MS, MS. Bad gate issues can make it dangerous. We try to get out and entertain us. Stupid people think we are contagious. Family and friends don't want to entertain us. We are unique, like an albino. Multiple sclerosis lowers our libido. Here's to another hard day. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Under the Cull of MS. This is episode 238. Uh, it's just a little play on Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit parody. Uh, you'll find out more later in the show I brought that up. But until then, this is going to be a no normal Thursday episode with a little bit of comics, a little bit of multiple sclerosis, a little bit of whatever. And we're going to start out with comics. I did say episode 239, I hope, instead of 238. Oh, well, I think I got it right. But we'll start out with Moon Knight by Marvel Comics number two. This is this ongoing introduction of Moon Knight in its new form, the new run. That started in 2021. Uh, you see him working with his assistant, which is like she's a vampire. Uh, and let's see, let's give it the synopsis here. Basically, mercenary Mark Spencer died and was reborn in the shadow of Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon. Spectre became Moon Knight, the first of Khonshu, to fight evil. Through his midnight mission, he is the defender of all those who travel at night. I don't know about all those who travel at night. I think he just defends people in his neighborhood. But, I don't know. With Khonshu imprisoned, Mark Spectre has struck out on his own, establishing the midnight mission to offer aid to his neighbors while continuing to combat evil as Moon Knight. He's also undergoing therapy with Dr. Andrea Sturman and has gained an assistant, Reese, a newly turned vampire. Dr. Badar, or Bader, a disciple still loyal to Khonshu, recently came to Moon Knight's aid in battle but he also chastised Moon Knight for his lack of faith and vowed to correct him. And someone is watching it all from the shadows. And here you get a soldier-type kid that 
comes to Moon Knight asking for help because a bunch of old people in his apartment complex are attacking other people. And Moon Knight hunts down and tries to figure out who's causing all this. It ends up being a janitorial type character who can put his sweat or something like put his sweat into the water lines for this apartment complex. But anybody that gets his sweat in there absorbs it into their system. He can control, mind control most people. So you get to see what he does, who he's working with, what's going on, and how Moon Knight gets to deal with these issues. And along with this, you get to see his assistant dealing with her issues, his counselor, assistant, uh, therapist, whatever, dealing with her issues of being a vampire. And controlling her thirst for human blood while drinking cold blood that that Moon Knight got from blood banks or whatever. But yeah, that's still an interesting ongoing story. I'm liking this character the more I read, but I don't think I'm going to stay on it much longer. I might get one or two more issues and then wait till down the line when I find it in bargain bins or whatever to get more of them because it's not a story that's just holding me there, just dying to want to read more and more about it. But I'd rather save money, buy it down the line, and pick up some other new things that are coming out so I can check those out and see what I like. I've been gradually downsizing my uh, monthly new release expenditure and then I'll just get back to going to the shops hopefully and get a couple months in of visiting some shops since the wife's finally getting it where the job her job is getting their head out of her ass and start closing on Saturdays so she'll ask to Work Monday through Friday and can actually do something on the weekends. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, we'll get to a couple shops in the relatively new near future. Then from AWA Upshot, number three of six of Moss. This story is still interesting. Uh, we get to see her get a theater of people together to use her power her newfound power that she's wanted to develop early so she could use it to help people now instead of later in life. And that's going to cause her to have a month to live, I think it is. And then she's going to die because she decided to use her powers early. I guess that's how it works. But you get to see what happens when she deals with an arena full of people and using her power. And then you also get to see her go on a mission in here to save some people in a warring country uh, and hopefully stop future problems and help with some big world events. It's an enjoyable story. It's interesting. I may finish it off since it is only six issues. But if it wasn't six issues, I would probably stop after this issue. And again, just wait till I find it in a bargain bin down the road. I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to do that. Because the story is is enjoyable. But it's like, and she didn't get a power that really grabs you. And, Makes you interested in the character as much as you would like. Uh, she has a unique power and all that. Can do great things with it, but just not something I really want to see. I wanted to see a different type of power. Not any, It didn't have to be anything super exciting or anything like that. It's just hoping for something a little different than what she got. But it is unique and you can do good things with it, so that's great. But 
I will wait and see if I'm going to keep going with the last three issues or not. And it's like all these <laughs> this this week's comics. It seems like a lot of them are going that direction where I'm kind of bored with them. Need more more things happening in the stories and stuff. Such as the next one that we're going to talk about from Image Comics. We have Noctira. This is issue six. So it's a little thicker than the other issues. And you expect, well, hey, it's uh, issue six. So it's going to be a main storyline thing happening here. Because usually if it's an ongoing run, usually they'll take like six, six issues and turn that into the trade paperback. And so you look at the cover, we got a bunch of characters on this cover that look very cool and interesting. And one of the shades all beat up and torn up. So it kind of gets you excited for what we're going to see. But then you get into here and we get some more backstory lines. We get what's happening in the place that the kids appeared at with the scientists. And we get to see, get to learn more about the, what happened in the beginning with these shade type characters. And then we get to find out more about the evil people where they are, or good people, or just people that don't care, that are control, that have some giant shade creatures locked up and imprisoned in their. Uh, in their unit, in their place, in their in their safe zone, whatever you want to call it. Uh, see how the kids want to get out of here, and they feel trapped, and they find out some things about the people that are contain them, and what's going on with this uh, group. Of survivors, and some things happen. Uh, we have some issues with the shades and all that, and a bunch of things happen. We get to see some characters from the past appear. We get to see some new characters appear. But it's like you get this front cover, getting you all excited about something happening. And it basically ends with something about to happen again. And it's just a huge story cliffhanger. Right at a point where you should have got a little more. A little more of a story. Clean up a story. A pull together of the story. And we don't really get that. I mean, you kind of do. But it's something that you expected, and it's it's everything that happens in here. I kind of expected to happen after reading the last two issues, so it's it's just not grabbing me anymore. It's never really did grab me. It's like I said, it gave me that pitch black feel from Vin Diesel's movie. Just a more cleaner version of it, non-space exploration type. This is more on Earth type storyline like that. But I'm just not not being pulled in. Never was being pulled in. And it's getting less and less as the story goes. I don't know if I have issue number seven. Or eight ordered. Hopefully not. Because I'd like to end this here for now. And get back into it later on down the road. Once they have more issues out. And it's just. I mean when I'm reading these stories weekly. And they aren't really giving me. The satisfaction I expect. Or not weekly. Monthly. Or whatever. Whenever they do come out with one. 
it's like you wait a month for something to happen and something basically doesn't really happen and you're just getting more of the old storylines thrown in your face and nothing really new that's interesting or catching you or pulling you into anything. So those three stories, yeah, probably stop them as soon as my pre-orders quit coming. Then one story that I am sticking with all the way through it, because I think it's only going to be also like a five, six issue run. But we have Mark from Marvel Comics. We have Sinister War number three. Seeing lots of characters trying to take out Spidey and poor Spidey's basically on his last legs. And, of course, the characters constantly catch Spidey and can take him out at any moment, but instead stupidly talk or fight amongst each other, and we don't get the the finishing off of Spidey that they should have. I mean, when you got this many characters, what are we up to, 6, 12, 18? Oh, at least 18 characters that are attacking Spidey right now at the moment. Some of his biggest foes. And we have another group that happens to appear in this issue. So we're up to at least 24 characters trying to take out Spidey. 25 if you include the Green Goblin. Um, It's just, I love all the characters. I love what's going on. It's just, you get annoyed with those little things where it's always, they got them right where they're going to take them, they're going to take on. It's not like I want them to take Spidey out. I want Spidey to win. <laughs> but, uh, it's like, come on. And he deserves what he gets. Because all these jackass superheroes letting all the villains always survive and live, that's their fault. I mean, if they're going to do that, then they deserve be taken down by the villains eventually because you're just setting your odds that way by constantly beating them and throwing them in prison and they escape and attack you again. Eventually you're going to lose and it's, it's inevitable and all these superheroes should have lost many a times, but something stupid happens, of course, which I don't think would really happen in a real world. I think, the supervillains would prevail way before any of this would uh, come to fruition. But a lot of the characters in here is getting to see some new characters I didn't know much about or characters I barely knew much about. And I'm excited to see where this goes. But can't really ruin much of it. And just basically, you know, that Spidey's getting his ass whooped by a bunch of his enemies. And there's more enemies coming out of the woodwork. And I don't see how he stands a chance, especially when the Green Goblin basically uh, told all the other enemies that you're all going to hell no matter what. He's going to drag them to hell and torture them. uh, Unless, except for whichever group or entity takes out Spider-Man that they supposedly think they're going to be safe if they take out Spider-Man, but you're not going to. Here he's just going to basically take out whoever, however he can anyways, so it doesn't matter. That's how the supervillains work, but yeah, that was definitely definitely a fun run that I'm going to stick with throughout that one, but the other three guys are on your last legs unless you really surprise me with something pretty soon. Uh, if I do have any pre-orders still coming for that. Yeah. Check those out. They're enjoyable. And then the thing that I might as well tell you, the reason I did the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit parody in the beginning 
was because in the news I noticed Spencer Eldon, who you probably don't know, <laughs> nobody knows, but now an adult, he was the naked Nirvana baby on the cover of the Nevermind album. He is suing the photographer and the Nirvana band members for child pornography. So I'm kind of interesting how this interested how this is going to pan out because now won't that make them uh, child? Oh, what do we got here? Uh, looks like looks like my sister calling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm curious if they're going to have to go door to door and knock on them and tell them that they're sex offenders now or whatever because they, they're going to get a lawsuit for child pornography. But I said this back in the day. I couldn't believe that they allowed that cover to even come out on the market. Uh, I thought it was really stupid that they did that. I said when that kid grows up, he's going to come after him, which he is. What the hell? You can't just take a child that can't speak for themselves and just throw them naked all over, all over the country, all over the world on record albums and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I'd go back after them too when I became an adult and sue their asses. It's like this, this, it was so stupid that they did that. Uh, and then one other goofy thing in the news is I seen Kanye West is trying to change his name or flying to change his name to Ye, Y E. It's like why Kanye? You got one of the most distinct names out there. Tons of people, almost everybody knows your name, and why would you change it to something that's? non-recognizable, not, no one's going to give a shit about it. They're just going to give you crap about it or whatever. I think it's stupid, but eh, that's just my opinion. Who knows? Maybe it'll make them even richer, <laughs> better off. Or now you can have new kids with someone else and give them names like me and we and C and D. And <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what his concept is behind this, but he's got a distinctive name. I would definitely keep that because he's going to change his name to Yee. I guarantee you someone's going to have a kid very soon that's going to be called Kanye. Kanye West. And, <laughs> and his name is going to be taken over by someone that is not him, and they're going to profit from it and prevail. Oh, well, that's the weirdness of our society. People are never happy. They got to always change everything. No matter how rich you are, and sometimes, depending on how rich you are, you do a lot of stupid things. That's why people should not have over a certain amount of money. <laughs> they won't need it. It just makes them stupid. But, yeah. That's the news for this week. That's the comics for this week. Let's get back to you with some MS stuff right after this. Okay, let's get to some multiple sclerosis stuff and some health stuff. And this is more of a health-related one this week, but the only real MS-related stuff that I'm going to talk about is Word, trying to find words, word fishing, fishing for words. When you're talking, you just can't remember what you're talking about. You lose stuff, you lose your train of thought. You just can't come up with that thing you're trying to. It's like, what was I just talking about? And it's always, it never fails. If you're in a meeting with someone important, you're talking to someone, you have something important you got to get out. It just comes out of our mouth. It's complete wrecked. It's just it's useless. It's worthless just coming out of there. Sounds like we're very ignorant and can be really annoying. 
but most people with MS will deal with cog fog issues and hunting for words, trying to finish off your speech or what you're talking about or forget completely what you're talking about and just go on to something else. And then a while later when you're not around the people and you're like, oh, shit, I was trying to talk about this. And never got to my point. Stuff like that. You can do things like deep breathing to help you relax when you're stressed. Uh, they sit. Some people do myotin and MCT oils, CBDs, uh, just there's lots of different ways people try to help with the stuff, but if you can control your fatigue a little better with some of these things, they might help and ease up uh, the brain the brain lock, the brain freeze out, the brain forgetfulness. And uh, you can try health foods, avocados, coconut oil, myotin supplements, uh, different things that'll help you with fatigue and cog fog issues and stuff like that. You can try, but honestly, it depends on the type of day you're having or the what manner your brain is working on and what level it's working on. And it's annoying, but you can just... Deal with it and don't waste your time explaining it. I mean, it's you're just doing more damage by while you're having it, trying to explain it to other people. If they don't see that you're trying to think of a word and can't figure that out for themselves, well, and screw them. You don't need, don't need to tell them because it's just going to cause you to forget other stuff you're trying to get out. It's like just go through it, deal with it. Work it out if you have someone around you that can help you give a hint to a word or whatever, that's great. But otherwise, just ride it out and don't worry about what they think or say. If they do bring up something, then just explain to them if you have to that you got MS, you got cog fog, and that's the thing you deal with. It's like I won't go into a long, lengthy explanation or anything like that. Just tell them you, your brain's crapping out on you, and there's not much you can do about it. You're trying to make it work, but it's, it's a, at one moment, I could write stuff down. And it would be basically what I thought I was wanting to say. And nowadays I write stuff down and it comes out just just as cog fog as if I'm trying to speak, speak about it. And I constantly got to add things, keep adding things to something I write down just to hopefully eventually get out what I want. But it never comes out the way it first appears in my brain. And it, will be so wonderful and perfect and what I want to say and do and get out and it, as soon as I open my mouth it's just a bunch of crap falling out it fucks <laughs> it's like this podcast it's when I'm sitting there this morning thinking about how I'm gonna do my podcast before I come down to do it I have this whole great thing in my head it sounds awesome it's gonna be one of the better ones and as soon as I start talking, it's like, blah, blah. <laughs> Brain takes a shit. Forget everything. It's just not coming out the way it did when it was in my head earlier. So. But that's what you get. If you're going to listen to this, you're going to have that, that type of that type of value that you get to listen to and deal with. It's going to be annoying, confusing strugglesome, sometimes decent, sometimes what the hell just happened? <laughs> but that's what you get. It's a variety of a little bit of everything. 
Hopefully it's somewhat enjoying to someone. Maybe someday I'll get people that'll give me feedback about it. <laughs> Send me your questions, your comments, your opinions, your thoughts, your ideas, whatever. Send them to me at kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And I will mention anything that gets brought up in future podcasts or rate and review me and hopefully someday I can figure out how to find find those reviews but as of now the different platforms don't let me get into certain parts unless I hit a certain amount of people or some type of thing or just like advertisers can't get certain ones until you hit those certain numbers but hopefully we'll see something in the future that well, we can talk about and bring up more topics on the show that relate to people that are listening. Good thing for your household environment is some nice house plants, and there's tons of house plants out there that can help you with your oxygen levels, uh, help get contaminants out of your home, help keep certain insects at bay and stuff like that but besides instantly boosting a home's aesthetic studies show that being surrounded by greenery can help with cleaning the surrounding air creating a sense of well-being and enhancing your life basically what i said (laughs) i know i even read these things it's like i pretty much say the same thing they're saying anyways or have it in my brain but uh Different plants you can use for different things. Aloe vera is a wonderful plant. Doesn't take much to keep it going. It has tons of benefits. Very easy to take care of. Uh, Aloe vera. You can use for skin problems and stuff like that. Uh, you can eat it, you can put it on your skin, you can use it herbally to treat and improve stuff like skin wounds, burns, cuts, scars, inflammation. It can purify the air around you. Uh, It can detoxify the air around you of harmful chemicals. Just when you're repotting it, trim away any dead pieces that are no longer helping out the growth. And that way you'll get healthy new pieces that will keep growing. And use what you need. You can basically break it off with a snap of your hands by just bending it and snapping it off. Uh, Where to put it. You should take advantage of the benefits and place it in the kitchen or bathroom, which are the most, which is where most household chemicals are, because aloe vera can grow to a, be a very large plant. It's common to have have to replant it in a bigger pot where it's able to continue to grow to its fullest capacity. Otherwise, it'll stay premature if you keep it in a smaller pot Uh, it's low maintenance as well being watered on a weekly basis and soaking in some sun not a lot of light doesn't need to be directly in the light it can still work its magic under indirect sunlight when placed on a windowsill if you need to relax and stay calm You can plant some lavender. Lavender is awesome in essential oils. But it's just an awesome plant just to have in your house just for that smell. I'll take lavender any time of day. It doesn't matter if it calms you, makes you sleepy or anything. I 
I just love the smell of it. But got lots of benefits. Uh, it can decrease anxiety. It can provide a calm atmosphere. You can add it to your beauty routine. It has antiseptic and anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, you can place it, place a lavender plant on a nightstand in your bedroom. So it's one of the last things you see before drifting away to sleep. You can, it's, as far as caring for it, it's, it's best to keep the plant in a bright area and water it when the soil is dry to the touch. Too much watering can shorten its lifespan. This is a smaller based plant, so those smaller stems and stuff, you don't want to overwater it and choke it off. So just touch the soil, check it out. See if it's dry, give it some moisture. Always dilute lavender oil before applying directly to your skin. Research shows that it may be a hormone disruptor. Uh, you can try peace lilies. This is also a natural purifier. It's gorgeous looking. It improves the flow of energy in the house. It neutralizes harmful odor, indoor chemicals. It's also believed to help people flourish mentally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, this symbol peace, tri tranquility, prosperity, purification, and solitude. <laughs> uh, where to put it? You can keep it in your bedroom or work office to help balance all your energies in your space. If talking to your plant is a little out of the box, let its presence be a reminder to you to think like a like life-affirming thoughts, uh, how to care for it. It requires indirect sunlight and water once a week or when the soil is dry to the touch. Then we have a snake plant. You see these a lot in like Hospital environments, medical environments, and stuff like that. A lot of homes have them. They're pretty maintenance-free as far as what I've known. They're known to provide a strong protective energy in your space. They're extremely durable and require very little attention in order to grow. Snake plants are... Ideal to keep in observation, meaning they require little attention to still thrive under little pressure. It's unique because it has the ability to convert carbon dioxide into oxygen at night, meaning that if you live in an area with no airflow, having a Quite a few snake plants around you may help sanitize the oxygen in your space. So that's good to know. That's good to have. That's, I mean, we've always had them in our house. Houses over the years. I don't have one at the moment, but they're so easy and to take care of. Uh, you can put them, keep them in the bedroom where you're likely to get the most of your rest or any other room in your home one of the most burp attack here going uh, one of the most beautiful things about this plant in particular is that no matter where it's placed in your space and even if it's neglected for a few weeks it will still provide you with clean air as it grows resilient 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 resiliently <laughs> Uh, simply water it every couple of weeks to keep the soil moist. It's pretty hard to kill, which makes it an easy plant to care for, regardless of experience. So even my wife can keep one of those alive. Maybe she did kill a 
few cactuses over the years. For reminders, stay present. Try a eucalyptus plant. This popular plant is known not only for its distinct, pleasant aroma, but also for its ability to help treat asthma, colds, and congestion. If you, you can create a eucalyptus bath bouquet to bring to the shower by placing a eucalyptus bundle around your shower head and allowing the steam to heat, steam and heat to rise, it'll release the plant's fresh fragrance into the atmosphere. Uh, eucalyptus requires full sunlight and needs to be watered regularly. So that one has a little bit extra maintenance. But basically, the benefits of plants, they lower levels of anxiety, constantly seeing and being around plants can help provide people Feel more calm and relaxed, thus decreasing levels of anxiety. Increases attentiveness and memory. Being around plants, whether at home or work, helps improve memory and attention span by 20% and can increase concentration. Increases productivity. Study shows that employees were more productive when just a few house plants were added to their workspace. Reduces stress levels and boost moods. Caring for plants can reduce psycho physiological and psychological stress as compared with mental work. This may be because caring for plants suppresses sympathetic nervous system activity and promotes comfortable, relaxed, and natural feelings. Sparks creativity. People are 15% more creative when surrounded by Greenery and natural elements. See, I always enjoyed having plants around me. I just don't have them anymore. I'm taking care of mine. Ma has her plants around her and her areas, but I just haven't had any around us in a long time in our rooms and environments, and I kind of miss that. It was always nice having a variety of plants around the house and those were all a variety of plants that we usually did have in houses I lived in. And I think I need to get back to that. It's good to have the plants. Hell, if you don't have someone to talk to, talk to the plants. They need it. They enjoy it. They enjoy music. They enjoy sounds around them. And plants will perk up and stuff if you talk to them. It's amazing. And they are a living being, just like us. And scientists have proven when you kill plants, destroy plants, and forest fire environments, all that stuff, when plants are being damaged, they send electrical signals through their roots to other plants around them. So whether you like to admit it or not, if you're one of the dickheaded humans that think you're the only thing that matters, there are other living beings on this planet that also feel pain and distress and anxiety, and they send signals to other plants to try and save them. And you'll see plants close up around fires and stuff, which doesn't really help them. They can't get away. They're stuck in the ground, but they try and protect themselves and the ones around them. Unlike us, we're just out to destroy ourselves and the ones around us. Yet, we think we're the most important living beings on this planet. Dumbasses. <laughs> so, I see a lot of people lately talking about the ketogenic diets again and all that crap. I still say do the anti-inflammatory diet, work on things, and just try different things and introducing them to you and seeing how your body reacts. and Build your own diet around you. Don't just go for one specific type. But if you do want to get into a ketogenic diet, some foods that are good for the keto diet are seafoods like clams, mussels, octopus, oysters, squid, uh, salmon. Uh, you want lots of types of seafoods that are carb-free and very low in carbs. Fish and shellfish are also good sources of vitamins, minerals, and omega-3s. Uh, Low-carb vegetables, substitutes are 
good substitutes are things like cauliflower, the zoodles, noodles created from zucchini or whatever. Uh, cauliflower can mimic rice or mashed potatoes. Do cauliflower pizza crust and stuff like that. Spaghetti squash is a natural substitute for spaghetti. Uh, some keto-friendly vegetables. Other ones are asparagus, avocado, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, cucumber, green beans, eggplant, kale, lettuce, olives, peppers, especially green ones, spinach, tomatoes, and zucchini. Basically, the net carbs in non-starchy vegetables range from 1 to 8 grams per cup. Vegetables are nutritious, versatile, and may help reduce the risk of certain diseases. Cheeses on the keto list are blue cheese, brie, camember, E-A-M-E-M-B-E-R-T. Never heard of that one. Or I'm just saying it completely completely wrong. That's why I don't recognize it. Uh, cheddar, chevre, 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 whatever, however the hell you say that. Can't remember. Uh, Coley Jack, cottage cheese, cream cheese, feta cheese, goat cheese, halloumi, Havarte, Havarti, Limburger, Manchego, Marscapone, Mozzarella, Munster, Parmesan, Pepper Jack, Provolone, Romano, String Cheese, Swiss Cheese. Basically, cheese is rich in protein, calcium, and beneficial fatty acids. Yet it contains a minimal, minimal amount of carbs. And some people have dairy intolerances and stuff like that. So that's why I say don't just jump on a keto diet. Try out different things. See what happens. Dairy's. A lot of people say dairy's a downfall for MS. I don't know. Like I say, I say clean your system out and test things out one at a time and see how they affect you. Avocados contain 2 grams of net carbs per serving and are high in fiber and several nutrients, including potassium. In addition, they may help improve heart health markers, so those are good for you. Meat and poultry do not contain carbs and are rich in high-quality protein and several nutrients, so grass-fed meats are a healthier choice, but keto focuses on meats. Eggs contain less than one gram of carbs each and can help keep you full for hours. They're also high in several nutrients and may help protect eye and heart health. I know it's stupid. Medication I'm taking now, it's having to eat in the morning. It's driving me nuts because I hate eating in the morning. I prefer to do a intermittent fasting style lifestyle with eating basically from between 4 and 11 at night and not eating the rest of the day. and I just hate this. I, I'm going to see what happens after month two of Maven Clad, and then if other medication is still causing my nauseousness to be amped up to the pukiness level, there's a good chance I'm going to ask my PCP to pull me off of that medication, wean me off it, and just go back to my old lifestyle where things were working out pretty good, in my opinion. I wasn't hitting certain levels of diabetes, things and stuff like that, that I had to worry about certain sugar levels and all that. And now they're, I'm eating crap that I shouldn't because I'm nauseous, but yet weirdly hungry all day long. And I hate it. I just do not like it. But we'll see what happens after the two-month mark. Coconut oil has tons of unique properties. It's rich in MCTs, which can increase ketone production. In addition, it may increase metabolic rate and promote the loss of weight and belly fat, which I haven't seen anything with it so far. So, uh both plain Greek yogurt and cottage cheese contain five grams of carbs per serving. Studies show have shown that they help reduce appetite and promote fullness. Uh, extra virgin olive oil is high in heart-healthy monosaturated fats, 
and antioxidants. It's ideal for salad dressings, mayo, mayonnaise, and adding to cooked foods. Uh, nuts and seeds are great. Things like almonds, Brazil nuts, cashews, macadamia nuts, pecans, pistachios, walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds. Basically, nuts and seeds are heart healthy, high in fiber, and may lead to a higher, healthier aging. Uh, they provide zero to eight grams of net carbs per ounce, as long as you don't have a nut allergy. Berries like blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries are rich in nutrients that may reduce the risk of disease. They provide 5 to 12 grams of net carbs per 3.5 ounce serving. Butter and cream are nearly carb-free and appear to have neutral beneficial effects on heart health when consumed in moderation. Shirataki noodles contain less than one gram of carbs per serving. Their vicious fiber helps slow down the movement of foods through your digestive digestive tract, which promotes fullness and stable blood sugar levels. Olives are rich in antioxidants that may help protect heart and bone health. They contain one gram of net, net carbs per ounce. Unsweetened coffee and tea contains no carbs and can help boost your metabolic rate as well as physical and mental performance. They can also reduce your risk of diabetes. Dark chocolate and cacao or cocoa powder are high in antioxidants and may help reduce the risk of heart disease. Basically, a ketogenic diet can be used to achieve weight loss, blood sugar management, and other health-related goals. As long as you're not dairy, <laughs> don't have dairy issues, I'm guessing. Fortunately, it can include a wide variety of nutritious, tasty, and versatile foods that allow you to remain within your daily carb range. To reap all the health benefits of a ketogenic diet, consume keto-friendly foods on a regular basis. But yeah, it's, I still don't suggest this. Just trying to see how it works out type diet and test things in your system and see how they go. Make sure you don't have dairy intolerances and stuff like that. Other intolerances, but yeah, that's it for today. It's Friday things. Good Thursday episode. Hopefully the central air didn't bugged up so it's louder to me than and it amazes me that I don't hear it on the podcast when I listen to him back but, but yeah check out Crimson Color Comic Club check out Under the Cowl keep listening to Under the Cowl of my mess be good to yourself be good to everybody else kick the shit out of the monster kick him in the E send him on down the road and we'll talk to you again soon <laughs>